Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast for the love of cinema. This is episode two ninety seven B. B. Thank you. The second episode for the week, where we will now discuss our thoughts on Me Time, a Netflix original film. With you for that discussion, just Roger and Grayson. Chris yeah. has to go for the episode uh, discussing the Woman King, including the whole box office breakdown. What streaming trailer talk? Check out episode two ninety seven A, posted on Tuesday nine. 27 a lot of nines a lot of sevens in that statement but we watched another movie on netflix oh yeah we did which unfortunately falls in line with other movies (laughs) unfortunately i watched this movie on netflix (laughs) so let's talk about the rotten tomatoes at the tomato meter being a very high six 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 like zero six six percent and then the audience score being quite a bit higher 34 percent so those numbers, they check out. Quite a bit higher, but not good. No, not <laughs> at all. But look, I mean, I don't, Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg, they don't give a shit. They got paid. Paid. So. <laughs> they got paid. They did indeed. So let's talk about the movie. Let's get some particulars out of the way. Me Time. Man, I, I don't know why I expected more out of this one given the other Kevin Hart movie we just watched. I just did. So let's talk <laughs> about this. Chris. So Kevin Hart, Mark Wahlberg. Regina Hall, Taj Mowry, Jimmy O. Yang, Carlo Rota, Melanie Minichino, and directed by John Hamburg. Also written by John Hamburg. Mm-hmm. Roger, what's Me Time about? So Me Time is about uh, Kevin Hart's character, Sonny, who up for many years, him and his best friend, Huck, would always celebrate Huck's birthdays together. And it's been about 15 years since he's been able to do that because uh, Sonny's a stay-at-home dad and Huck's out being Huck. Um, so yeah, we, that's really where it peaks <laughs> as a story. Um, but so they, they decide to get, Sonny's going to get together with Huck and a group of people for, to celebrate what Sonny's big four, four, his 44th birthday and everything goes sideways and it's a disaster. As it does in a, in a comedy, things tend to go sideways. I think some of the, one of the things you may have overlooked is, uh, Sonny is a glorified house dad he's a stay-at-home dad he doesn't really i mean that's but that's so much they put so much of that in his character's development it's almost annoying how much of how much of they keep going back to the same jokes again and again and again as and and that's huge huge detriment can i can i ask a question absolutely the last couple of kevin hart movies that we've watched has there been a kevin hart movie where he's had like an actual job Mm. (laughs) i don't one does not come to mind. It doesn't mean there isn't one, but one I'll doesn't come to mind. I'll look that up real quick. Because I mean, that's that could just be the character that he's that he likes is just the nondescript, funny guy. But I mean, it's, most people have jobs. Well, yeah. Right, what was his job in Man from Toronto? Do we just, remember? I don't think we. Hold on, I'll look. Know that. Actually. Let me see here. Yeah, but Man no, I mean from- it's. This movie isn't that much different from Man from Toronto, as far as like execution and you know quality of, quality of overall picture. I don't think it's that much different. You're just swapping out Woody Harrelson for Mark Wahlberg, yeah, which both hilarious and both are very capable actors for sure. But they've both done. I'm sorry, Teddy is a struggling fitness instructor. Remember? Oh, that's right. So he doesn't really have a job there either. No, he doesn't. He's an entrepreneur. He's always like the entrepreneur. Yeah. You know what's funny? I just watched Get Hard last week too with, mm-hmm. Ke- with Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell. Is he's also 
he has that weird like car cleaning business under underneath like the the successful business people above him in the in the tower that he he, he works in downtown and like he but it's still like no one no one like pays attention or recognizes his business part of the comedy is like no one cares about his business so even then you could say that he was kind of an entrepreneur like he was the same character then too is that guy who wants more but doesn't have it success in in business so sure i think that's you know maybe maybe that's just how he how the movies he wants to do the comedies that's what she just that's the character that he wants maybe that maybe that's what his thing i mean he's had it quite a bit so it's so me time Let's talk about me time. Let's talk about. Can we talk about Huck for a second? Yep. Huck is a crazy man that lives life a million, a, qu- a quarter mile at a time. Quarter mile at a time. <laughs> Huck does what he wants when he wants. He leaves nothing on the table. If he wants to party, he parties. He wants to have a beer with someone. He has a beer with someone. And here's the thing about Huck and Sonny. Okay. Is I think they're both characters that don't work in their own universes. And I say this partially as this is kind of the Netflix trend now is you have these characters that are struggling for cash yet always have money to do anything that they want to do. Yeah. How are you in debt? $47,000 to a loan shark and you paid seal 12, five with a check Yep. with a check that obviously clears because seal didn't come after him. So the check cleared, you know yep. what I mean? Like, so, I mean, how do you do that? But that's like a Netflix staple is, these broke guys down their luck, but they have money to do whatever they they have money to just spend in a coffee shop and go on vacation with their friends and you know or I just rent a bus know. with a bartender and take your friends to some weird um, like Burning Man. <laughs> so let's version. be honest. That how much do you think that would have cost in real life? Like just how much do you think that would have cost Huck? A million dollars. You think? Uh, be serious. I am. You think a million dollars is that what what that would have cost? To do everything that they had set up in the desert plus the bus? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't shoot quite that high. I, I would have said probably a couple hundred thousand, but. A million bucks. All right, well, fine. Let's go with your number a million bucks. He's already in debt $47,000 with someone who's actively trying to find him and hurt him. And he doesn't have a fucking job. He doesn't have a fucking job. So that doesn't. There has to be something for these characters. He must don't have like excellent him. credit. But like, even with. Even with Sonny, though, is they're a one-family income – or, sorry, one-income one household. Yeah. Well, and, we find out that his wife is, I don't know, one of the best architects in the world. Well, certainly in the country, but maybe in the world. But but it'd be still, no one ever struggles for money when both these guys don't have jobs. They just do whatever they want to do. Right. It just doesn't – It's true. It's just – it's so hard for me to believe anything in this movie other than that. I mean if you want me to take this movie as pure comedy, that's fine. But then present it to me as pure comedy and not two guys down on their luck want to change their want to change their stars. If you want to present it to me as pure comedy, make it funny. There you go. Well, look, let's be fair. There are a couple zingers in this movie. Are there though? I, I really – I chuckled more than a few times in this. Like for instance when – when they try to get back, Armando is Sonny's wife's boss, and of no, course, client, 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 He's a client, client. And Armando Zavala. Armando is. He, in, the movie makes it look like he's coming on to Sonny's wife, Regina Hall, and though even mm-hmm. though she keeps telling him that's not true, that's not true. And of course, part of the comedy is like a good, like a good, like fifteen, twenty minutes of this movie is in order to get. 
in order to get Sonny back to hang out with Huck, who doesn't want to hang out with Huck because he's a negative influence and he acts like a man-child, in order to get them to hang out together, first of all, the script forces this to happen yeah. in, in a way that's so unbelievable is when, when they go and like take a crap on this dude's bed. A little tiny rabbit turd. And they do all this while they're expecting someone who's got millions and not afraid to show it doesn't mm-hmm. have some kind of security camera system. Yeah. Are these, are these, again, these guys are st- either the dumbest. They're stupid. Like this, this, the whole theme of this movie is stupidity to me. It, it, 100% dumb. What is Huck going to do after the Burning Man 44th? Is he going to stick a pistol in his mouth and pull the trigger? Like, what is his financial bounce back plan after he spends a million bucks when he doesn't have 47000 you know, what's what's going on here? Do a bunch of cocaine and drive into the ocean, bro. <laughs> sure, but it's just that's why these movies are so unreal to me. Not even the fact that they're way unreal. And you you can't just get Seal to come sing at a back porch party. Well, I mean, you can. I mean, sure, fine. But you know how incredibly tough that would be? Um, yeah, I mean, it depends on how connected you are. But some of the comedy does land. I, I really do think it does land. What I was referring to earlier is... I got sad when they hit the turtle. Of course, we all did. I mean, you're supposed to get sad. What's it called? Mr. S- oh, Old Snappy or something? Um, when Huck steals... What was the turtle's name? I don't remember. I, I think it was Old Snappy. Um, when Huck steals all of Armando's left shoes <laughs> and then yeah. dumps it on the highway and says, see how you deal with one shoe? Like, mm-hmm. that's just funny because it's absurd. It's stupid. But I mean, you didn't... Stupid, stupid, stupid. You did <laughs> You didn't find like the the Uber driver funny. I kind of thought she was kind of funny. Like I, I, I mean, I chuckled at her. Maybe a little bit. Um, I also never understood why he gets attacked by a mountain lion. <laughs> like, well, because they had the Netflix had the money to do it, and they wanted to just animate a mountain lion. You're right. It looks great too. It looks awful, like terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, and the mountain lion would have. The mountain lion literally pounces him. He w- the mountain lion would have killed him in about one point two seconds. Yep, it would have took He'd that big. Dead. It would have taken that big cat no time at all to shred Sunday. No, he just would have batted his head off of his shoulders. Yeah, like that would have been it. And then just took one bite, and then now that would have been it. Like done in jugular, and then he would have drugged Sonny's cold, lifeless body off the desert. <laughs> you want to know how much money this movie cost? What was the budget? Fifty million dollars. Fifty, the same budget as same the, budget as, as the Woman, Woman King, King. The movie we talked about <laughs> in our previous podcast. Which was great and had a bunch of wonderful moving pieces that all work together. Yeah, this movie's not great. Well, it has a bunch of terrible pieces. Well, let's let's talk about that then for a second. I I I like your analysis on Netflix. So let me ask you, why does Netflix continually put these huge budgets behind these stupid as hell comedies that don't land? Because they can. Like there is no better answer than that. Because they can. But can they? I mean, Netflix just lost a massive amount of money six months ago in some, like, $32 billion in stock devaluation. I mean... Can they keep putting this money into these $50 million? How much... I mean, they don't gain revenue back from this movie at all, do they? No. No. At least not in the way that we know of. Well, the thing is, too, obviously we don't get, you know, we don't get numbers from box office takes to to justify these movies okay here's the thing though this is movie this movie is bad by their own standards of bad and netflix makes some absolute trash right 
Netflix makes some of the worst movies that have been put out in the past 10 years. Yeah, I'd say that's probably right. Jesus Christ, IMDb says this movie has an $80 million budget. What? But I can believe that. Mark I was Hoppel, shocked by okay, 50. Well, Mark is not cheap, and Kevin, they're both some of the most expensive people you can have in Hollywood right, right now, outside of the major players. So, I mean, I bet you they each got 20, 25. I would be willing to bet at least Mark got 25 for this. Hmm. No, that seems a bit. I need to cool. That seems too high. Maybe maybe ten. Maybe ten a piece. Well, I mean, listen. I don't think this movie took very long for them to shoot, though. You know no. what I mean? This seems like a quick one. Well, because all the all the locations that aren't in the desert are just house or backyard or nondescript mm-hmm. or like office or not. School. Like it's all it's all nondescript yeah. is what it is what it amounts mm-hmm. to. And all those areas were probably within like a four block radius of the production office to begin with, yep. minus the desert. Which was legitimately desert. You had to probably go out and find the desert. But I mean, that that's I mean eighty million dollars for this? Are you shitting me, man? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Ah, Everybody sticks to a yurt. <laughs> um man, that just threw off my entire chain of topic mm-hmm. chalk was this eighty million dollars for this thing. Uh, I I did enjoy his his rap. Career his uh, his music career as Doctor Silk, which which isn't available on anything but CDs, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was pretty hilarious. And and the man for being a stay at home dad also, you know it's 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 funny again, these purely terribly written things is he understands what his kids like to eat very well, yep. almost to the point where his wife is completely mystified because she can't and he knows them so well, but he doesn't know his kids. Mm-hmm. As far as like his son doesn't want to be coerced in this stupid talent show doing piano. He just doesn't. But he doesn't see that. You know, he th- th- that's what makes these characters so unreal in their own universe. They don't yep. make any sense as Sonny and Huck. And I mean, one of the greatest lines I think in this movie is after Sonny has a some good some a good day with Huck, and he's like, I'm gonna pay off your forty seven thousand dollars. I'm gonna pay it. He he does it. And then his wife shows up after she finds out that he did pay some money, although she thinks it's forty seven hundred, which is a, which is a pretty hilarious conversation. And then out of the out of the the house, already with another hundred people at this house party at Sonny's house, which his wife already doesn't like, Huck gives his wife a hug, and you know because they're all friends, they are legitimately all friends. And he says some things that like, I was in real trouble, and your your husband saved me. And I owe him a, a, a bunch. And then he walks away and Kevin Hart says, no one knows how to read a room but you, Huck. <laughs> yep. I just think that's hilarious because it's just – that's the problem with both the characters. Neither one of these guys knows how to read a situation, assess, and go with it. No. Neither one of them. And let's, no. can, can we talk about the, the minivan gag with the destroyed minivan gag? <laughs> Like, can we just talk about that for that's one my second? Buddy, he's in the monster trucks. You get insurance. You get that 2022 Honda Odyssey. <laughs> but let's talk about how completely wrong that is. And no insurance company is going to pay up for that. Uh, you, you think? They probably might. Oh, well. They well, probably might. But how ridiculous is that? Just a monster truck. Well, I don't understand why they have him driving it down the street later on. Like, get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> like, somebody thought, somebody Netflix is like, oh, it'd be hilarious. It's not hilarious. Well, but, I mean, that's one of the ones I giggled, especially when he tries to pull his suitcase out of the back and he's just like a, a mangled window and 
crushed everything else is first of all that's not even gonna drive i wouldn't imagine no. that that, dir- no. that drives at, at, at all not at all but it, there's all it, it's almost like it's almost like the movies like this and man from toronto and a lot of these awful netflix comedies are they're just divided up into segments it's like here's the Burning Man segment, and then here's the the house party destroyed minivan segment, and here's the seal segment. And you know, it, it just all goes to like just one segment to the next, and like it seems like they have. I would bet you they have these shooting schedules. It's like we got eight days to shoot this house scene. Yep. Whatever we don't get shot, we gotta let's just get this done in eight days. You let's know what I mean? Go. Like yeah. Burning Burning Man probably probably took them all of a few days, maybe a, a week or two. I imagine Netflix's schedule is more important than the actual movie itself. I mean, have, maybe. Well, coming, I just worked on a feature, a Netflix feature, which I saw some questionable decisions based on um, availability from talent and budget restrictions that okay. some very weird calls that I won't talk about yet because the movie's not out yet, but hmm. uh, it leads me to believe that Netflix wants to hit like they have, they have, they have they have a date for this in mind already, and damn it, they're gonna hit that date. And if the movie has to suffer because of it, the movie has to suffer because of it. So that's just my two cents. Is I think Netflix is all about the content, but I mean there are people, Roger, as we know this because we talk to people who love this goddamn thing, who think it's the funniest movie they've seen in six months. Shit is ass, bro. <laughs> like this a- movie is so bad. Well, but why do you think it? Like, tell me why you think it's bad. So, okay, legitimately, this movie is stupid. And it's not stupid funny. Now, listen, I I won't lie and say that I didn't chuckle a few times. The story is lame. The Like, the interactions between Sonny and Huck are so overblown and out of control and wild and zany. You know, there's some guy in his mid-50s that thinks this movie's the funniest shit in the world and he can't wait to show it to his kids. (laughs) <laughs> like who is this movie for but this see this isn't who's it for it's I... an r-rated comedy starring kevin hart and mark Wahlberg. i am the peak demographic i think this is stupid and that's damning in its own right if we're the peak demographic which i'm pretty sure we are we males, are males 18 to 40 i would imagine i mean I'd imagine it's a peak demo for this, especially because Mark Wahlberg and Kevin Hart, of course. Yeah, it's probably like 18 to 50, but yeah. 18 to 50. And both of you and I watched it kind of scratching our heads. Mm-hmm. But we have some training when it comes to analysis, so maybe that's the reason. But I mean, there are people – I mean, but this isn't – you know what this isn't? This isn't those those Will Ferrell comedies in the mid-2000s, wildly better than this. Even though as bad yeah. as some of those were, wildly better than this. Sure. So that's my thing is like at least the comedies years ago – they were stupid, but there was other things in the script that made it worth it. These movies are just all throwaway, and I don't understand. I'm trying well, to be as nice. We as I just can. watched this movie two months ago with Woody Harrelson, and he was a serial killer, or uh, excuse me, an assassin. And it was just that same kind of scenario, same stupid coincidences, same you know wild and zany thing to get into, right? Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, there's been Kevin. Kevin Hart is better than this. Mark Wahlberg is better than this. Is this just a cash grab? Because listen, I get that. At least it makes sense to me. Well, I mean, (laughs) they might have had a script and it's like, look, Kevin, Mark, 
Ten million a piece, three months, you're done. Like, how can I you mean, say no to that? How can you say no to that? I mean, I guess you can't, but it's just like. Uh, but I we know, know what we know that Kevin Hart has like a him and Netflix are are two thing two peas in a pod right now. I don't know about mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg, but I mean, he did Spencer Confidential. He's done a few Netflix things. Um, I can't. I mean, look. I can't say if if you're, I would throw down easy money for. I mean, I would throw down my time for easy money. I can't say I wouldn't in that situation if they are. But I mean, there's, there, there's no way Netflix approached either one of these gentlemen and were like, "Look, we have a good script. Do you hmm. want do you want to take a look at it?" And they're like, "Yes, I'm in with that. Sight unseen, I'll do it." You know, like I don't even want to read it. I know you guys got brilliant stuff. Like that doesn't happen. This that did not happen. No. So what did happen is. Some they were courted by Netflix corporate, and they agreed on a number, and they shot this in three months or less. So I mean, I got yeah. I mean, I believe it. I got to imagine that's that's what happened. But I mean, otherwise, I'm I'm trying to be as nice as possible because I like to give credit where credit is due. Like I did laugh at this, but there's no, there's also no. The only the the only depth in this movie comes from. There's two scenes which have depth is. When he realizes that the crossing guard, the, her whole story isn't true. Yep. And then on stage, when his son's when his kid when he freaks yep. out, that's it. That's the emo- only emotional depth in this movie. Why are you laughing, Mister Geller? Did your wife say it was okay? All right, that's funny. <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, look, look, Alan. When, he, when he's snor- when Alan is snorting his kid's Ritalin medicine, he's like, ADHD I do this all the time. He's like, actually, this is the first time I've ever done this. All right, that's funny to me. And, and like him waking up in the laundry room. I gotta get back room. to Lego. I gotta get back to Lego Land. And like him waking up in the laundry room when everyone else is gone. Like that's okay. It's funny, but that doesn't. That's not. But it's, it's stupid funny. But that's not carry a movie funny. Mm-hmm. Is the point here? And I'm I'm worried that this is the stuff we're gonna keep getting from Netflix. And because where theaters might be going in a few years, this is what we're gonna be stuck with: is Netflix schlock. Well, I, yeah, I mean that's just a thing now. I just I I don't get how Netflix can churn out things like Roma, Mudbound, um, Extraction, but also stuff like Me Time and The Man from Toronto. I I just don't get it. It's mind-boggling to me how they can care so much about some things and not about others at all. Well, it's. I mean, I I don't listen. We we've talked about Netflix at length on this show talking about why what we do and don't understand and this is just something that doesn't make any sense to me i just don't understand it i agree i just i wish there was more i wish the characters would make sense in their own fucking movies that's all i care about is do these two guys can they exist in this world and the world that netflix has set up in me time which is our world a parallel a little little bit of it no they can't because they don't make sense they're spending money that they do not have and they don't seem to have real cares how does Huck not have any cares in the world? Do you know anyone like Huck? Do you? No. Christ, who, no. Who just lives life on a whim, spending every dollar he has plus 100,000% more. Like, I mean, th- listen, dude throws a hell of a party, and I'd like to go to one, but I'm just going to use him up, <laughs> throw him away. I agree. And like the, the emphasis was never – one of the things they could have done, some small thing, was Maya – Sonny's wife, Regina Hall, and she's also a great like. She's also not small time. Mm-hmm. She's also incredible. So why? I mean, again, it's, but one thing they could have done is: Did you ever? Were you ever sitting with the fact that in your mind, like, oh shit, that marriage might be over? No, 
Christ, no. Because you knew it was, you knew it was going to come back to <laughs> they were going to make up in some dumb way, and then yep. you know I just you got it without even something as big as Marvel or as small as this without stakes. You don't have a movie. You have nope. just you you have this comedy routine. You have this vaudeville act from the twenties, from nineteen twenties, from early America, and that's just what you got. It's just silly vaudeville. The hat falls off his head. Everyone yeah, laughs. It's, it's shitty slapstick. And it's a shame because I mean, fifty million dollars, Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Hart. You could mm-hmm. you could have a a wonderful comedy on your hands. You could have an old school. You know, you you could have one of those. Uh, 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 the the Hangover. Which I'm yeah. sure I'm sure the Hangover did not cost fifty fifty million dollars. No, good lord. I bet you the Hangover was was half that, if not if not more than, if not less than half. I'll see if I can find that here. Hang on. I am. I'm very disappointed in Me Time. I just I wish Netflix cared about the characters that they give us because they matter to they matters to me. The movies I watch, I want them. Forty five like million for the original Hangover. Yeah, and that's. The original Hangover is best picture compared to this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, and you don't have any less talent on screen. You have, I mean, just as good. You have just no, as good you have a good story. Yeah, you know, fair, fair. Like even a wild story that's far more coherent than this. I agree. Well, I remember, I mentioned a while ago um, that the biggest thing a movie can do is waste my time. Do you feel better or worse after watching this movie? I've, worse. The, the answer is worse. Like, I lost almost two hours of my life to this. But why I feel bad is because it's not... For as dumb as some of those Will Ferrell comedies were back in the day, there were still some good writers behind them. This one, that is not the case. Like, there's no... It's almost like because since then, the Asian market has opened up a thousandfold. And they just know whatever they put out is going to get the numbers anyway. So why put sure. it? So like that's what bothers me the most is that's the that has become the American way for entertainment is put out a subpar product and it's still going to get just as much money made as as a polished version would have been. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why I'm so upset is we because you have people. I mean, you legitimately will have people if you talk to your friends at work. One of them will say they thought this was the funniest goddamn thing they've seen in six months. Yep, and, and then what do you do? Because that person, I laugh at them and tell them that movie is shitty. Well, and then absolute but, trash. But that that person's working with you, making the same amount of money as you, and like it's just their opinion matters now. That's yep. the thing is every opinion does matter, but the the platforms in which these people get on and talk about it is if they have any kind of authority to do it. That's the problem. Is obviously somewhere in the bowels of Netflix, it has shown that people like this stuff and they will so, watch it. I've made it a point to educate my fellow co-workers about what is bad and what is not. Now, listen, I don't get to be the be-all, end-all, but when they ask me my opinion and I'm like, that movie is bad, I expect them to understand that they shouldn't watch it. <laughs> oh, but but so, they do, though. That's the thing. Is they, some they, of them they, do, they do watch but then it. they'll tell me, be like, hey, I watched that movie and you were right. Shit. Or when I tell them, hey, this is a good movie. I think you should check it out. A lot of them are like, hey, I looked, I like that movie a lot. And I'm like, good. I'm glad to hear it. So that, that, that matters. That really does matter. It does. Listen, I don't think everybody should have the same movie opinions as I do, but like movies like this, it's just you know it's bad. I knew this movie was bad twenty minutes in. You know what I mean? Actually, not even excuse me, far less than twenty minutes in when Kevin Hart slips on a piece of fucking 
turtle shit twice <laughs> in the same scene in, in the kitchen. In the same yeah. Scene. yeah. I mean, and there, there, there is a little bit of 2022 shoved into the very beginning of this. Um, for the, I know that I know there's a, there's a whole dead, there's a whole website dedicated to pointing out at all the 2022 moments in movies. I just found that a few, a few days ago too. Um, but it's the, the, the whole, let me ask you the whole turtle thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do we spend so much time on the tortoise? I like turtles. Thank you for the the two like the two thousand seven. I like turtles, um, but why do we spend so much time with the tortoise? I have nothing else to say. Okay, you like turtles. Thank 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 you, thank you very much. Yes, Mister Snappies or Old Snappy or whatever they called it. Mm-hmm. I just I I'm baffled that this is when like I know I've read I read scripts from my friends all the time that are far better than this one, far better. And they're not getting any recognition at all because this stuff is getting recognition. So I just don't know where to. I don't know where to sit with that. I don't. I don't want to be that guy. But I mean, the evidence is right here. So, hmm. right. Oh, swing and a miss. Swing and a huge miss. And and then and it ends with everyone. <clears throat> it ends with everyone just being okay. Like everyone's moving forward in life. And they've got a good job, and now they're all going to be millionaires inside of six months. You know, yes. it, it doesn't like so. One of the things will also this is the last thing I'll say for him the scoring it is. So Huck gets the guy that was trying to kill him because he owed him forty seven thousand dollars to <clears throat> to send Sonny back the money, and mm-hmm. Huck's just going to work it off on this guy's yacht going to y- Yemen. Yep, <laughs> post up in Yemen for a while, and. Then Sonny goes, no, Hug, this isn't you. I cannot allow you to live like this. You're gonna, we're going to do it. Rise or fall, we're going to do it as best friends together. We're going to reconnect. Hug says, thank you. I didn't want to go to Yemen anyway. And, anyway. But, and then, they, then they proceed to mess up this guy's yacht who almost fucking killed them. Yeah. And then they play it off like it's a joke, like it's a comedy. Like, again, this guy would have cameras everywhere. He would see everything going on in that boat. He would He'd then he would then hunt them down, kill them, or and at least he, break his break your pinky finger. He would hunt them down, kill them, kill their families, kill their family's dog. I mean, this movie ends like there's no consequences for your actions at all, none. Ah, oh, man, it's just two. This one, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give give this movie a two. Wow. <laughs> Right into it, huh? Yeah, I, didn't I was also going to give it a two. This movie is just an abject disaster. Um, it's so bad. Uh, Finn, maybe that's me being. I mean, you do. I do like a lot of Mark Wahlberg's dialogue. I think he delivers the lines well. I think he delivers it exactly how I imagine Huck would deliver the dialogue. You know, a fast talker. I mean, he's basically Vince Vaughn. Fast talking, wisecracking, you know, you want to just punch him in the face every time he opens his mouth kind of guy. Fair. So, I mean, I just, man, I think a two is generous. I think a two is fine for this. And it's unfortunate because, God damn it, I want $50 million? $80, $80 million. $80 million for this Maybe thing. 80 <laughs> Somewhere between 50 and 80 is, I think, some the, the actual number. But, man, this should this should have cost $10 million or less. What are you? I could have made it in twelve, twelve dollars, twelve, twelve American dollars. What are you doing, Netflix? What are you doing? Oh boy! I mean, far be it for us to speak. We're just two. We're just some idiots on a podcast, and you know, Netflix is making millions of dollars. But you know, far yes. be it, far be it for us to have an opinion. But all right, Roger, 
We have done another episode. Yes, we have. This has been episode 297B of For the Love of Cinema. B? Thank you. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday on the podcast service every choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two. Rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Please check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rog Jillian. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Don't Worry, Darling, theatrically released, and Lou on Netflix with Allison Janney. Lou? 